Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. Hope you are crushing it. I hope you're crushing it. I hope you're crushing it at the level that one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Chase Lord, is crushing it at. And I have cornered him and demanded that he come on the podcast today to share his story. He's one of these guys that has done really extraordinary things in a very short period of time. And some of you really young, hungry, crazy psychos that want to grow really fast, you're going to be like fist bumping and high fiving and wanting to be like Chase when you grow up. And some of you veterans who have been stuck for 15 years are going to be shaking your head saying, what the heck? How is this guy doing this? How do you do it so quick? Uh, The good news is, is that he's agreed to come on and share his story and tell us why he's getting extraordinary results. Chase has a company in uh, Georgia and they they did $220,000 their first half of a season, okay? The second year, this is his first full-time year in the business, his second year, which is this year, they're going to break 515000 in revenue in like a season and a half, and that's an extraordinary result. In fact, I'd say 90% of home service companies in the United States don't even break a half a million ever, let alone in their second year. And I can also tell you, uh, he doesn't come from you know a silver spoon. He didn't go spend daddy's trust fund money to just build a fake business. Like <laughs> He did this the right way, the way that we teach on this podcast, the way that everyone can do it if they do the right thing. So first of all, Chase, thank you for uh, taking time. How the heck are you? Josh, thank you so much. I can't sit here, but I smile the whole way through that, not because of the accomplishments or anything like that. That, but because of the relationships that we've been able to build through this entire process and your friendship. And I just want to say thank you. So yeah, we're doing phenomenal. Today has been a great day. We're The season is slowing down, but yeah, it's it's good. That's actually why we left corporate America so that we could kind of pull back on the hammer a little bit. Um, at home today, my little daughter is actually in the room above me taking a nap. I'm waiting on her to wake up. I'm waiting on two big kids to get off the bus from school. So man, life is good. I'm very, very thankful. Yeah, and we actually met, I think, because you were listening to the podcast early on when you were about ready to really go crazy with this thing, right? Is How did you hear about me? And we ended up connecting, and now we're just like, we're buddies. But yeah. what was the story? Kind of take us back a little bit. Uh, you had a six-figure corporate job, which is not an easy thing to leave, especially when you have a wife. Tell us that whole story, how you stumbled upon our stuff, and, and take us take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I actually found the Quick Talk podcast one day doing a Google search for the customer factor. We had not, we didn't even have a CRM at the time, so this would have been early 2016. And found somehow, I found where Steve had done a podcast with you. Man, I, I listened to the first one, fell in love, and just kept rolling into that. Fast forward to August of that year, I kind of like um, man crush followed you, texted you, found where you were going to be in the hotel and, um, you know, just kind of, Oh, the huge convention. Yeah. The huge ago. convention. That's yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you guys kind of took me in and man, that was the beginning of, of a good, good thing. What was your wife thinking 
when you started bringing up, you know, hey, babe, I think I should uh, leave my corporate job. We're making a bunch of money. We have our little cute little, you know, upper middle class life going. I think I'm going to go wash houses and clean windows. What was that like at that time in your life? So the, the funny part of this is back in college, let's say 10 years ago, uh, I had a landscape business at that time and absolutely loved that. I ended up selling, you know, closing, selling that business that I could go get a quote, uh, real job end quote to support my uh, new fiance. So she knew I always had the entrepreneurial bug at that time. It was called mega landscape contractors. And we've always laughed and said, you know, mega's coming back one day. So that bug was always kind of planted in her mind. We bought this machine. I spent almost $2,000 on a machine that sat in our garage for three months um, because It was too cold to do anything. And I think for her, the most important thing was just, and you talk about this a lot, Josh, I just kind of rewarded her a little bit along the way. It wasn't this, hey, babe, I'm going out and I'm just going to wash houses and you're going to sit here at home with the kids and you're going to do all these things was we kind of, I painted a picture for her this entire time, this whole idea of we can have a different lifestyle. I can, you can see me before 7 a.m. or in the mornings because for literally for the last 11 years, aside from going full-time last May, the last 11 years of my life, I've woken up at 4 a.m. every morning and then my wife and kids wouldn't see me till 5.30, 6 o'clock. Literally, that was back in my time when I worked with Coke. Now, you know, working at the nuclear power plant for seven and a half years. So my wife is an amazing individual. She is super supportive, uh, very gracious and flexible. She just kind of loved me through it. And, you know, she just kind of like you're, you know, like Ashley says, they, you know, we give them all these great ideas and they just kind of nod their head and just wait for something to fail. And this one just happened to stick. And yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> so been great. You didn't use the listen, woman, I'm starting a no. business and you keep your mouth shut. That's right. Stra- you didn't use that strategy. No, not this time. No, oh, you're too nice of a guy. No, I'm just kidding. That's a horrible strategy. Don't do that, people. Uh, OK, so she knew you had a bug. But you also were making good money for over seven years at a nuclear power plant because you're a brainiac. And then you say, okay, and you had a side hustle. You didn't yep. start from literally zero because you were doing side work and stuff, yes. which took even more time from your family. But oh my gosh, so yes. you, you dive in. I remember talking to you at the time, and you were legitimately freaking out. I mean, it was a big deal to leave a job. You were excited. Like, you were confident, yes. sort of, and like excited, but you were, you were nervous. Um, what did you do? That first Monday when you didn't have a quote unquote safe and secure job, which is a like oxymoron. It's not even a real yes. thing. But what did you do? How did you achieve extraordinary results? Tell us about your company, what you guys do, and why you're just crushing it. Yeah, it's so hard to let's say we narrow it down to one thing. There is no one thing. It's it's taken, and you've said it multiple times. Is this massive? imperfect action. I told people as I was leaving the plant, I had to be really careful as leaving the plant because you've got a lot of people who've been there 10, 15, 30 years. And you tell somebody, I don't want to be bound by this place anymore. This place is a drain on me. It's, it's, you know, it's provided a great living for a lot of people. I had to be very gentle. But what I told people was, the only way I'm going to succeed is if I literally back myself into a corner and fight my way out, back myself into a wall and fight my way out. And that was literally my mindset was that I was in a battle. I was in a fight. I was in a fight for my family, for the stinking heritage that I'm going to leave for my children. And my kids aren't going to know that I work daggum shit work and nothing's wrong with that my entire life and never saw my kids and never had energy. They're going to know a dad that was at home when they got off the school bus and they can run across that street 
after the school bus driver, Miss Jen, waves them across the street. And they can literally run into my arms, give me a hug, and ask for treats and snacks and run around. And my little daredevil six-year-old girl can ride around in the driveway and I can go upstairs and wake up my little daughter. That was what I was fighting for. And when you have that in the back of your mind and you can, and that still drives me today, obviously a little bit of emotion created there, but that's what I fought for. So that very next, you know, let's say that very next Monday, you know, my last day was May 1 of 2017, May 2, we hit the ground running and we literally have not stopped. We have not pulled the hammer back. I, Josh, you and I, we spent a lot of time together just on the phone. And, you know, I actually live a pretty, pretty good lifestyle. I'm very blessed and very fortunate with my time. We've been very purposeful. We've set up every single system just about that you've ever talked about in a podcast or in a webinar, whoever it be with in a boot camp, um, whatever it is, we have taken it and we have implemented it and it has created unbelievable time freedom for us. Don't get me wrong. I still, ironically, I still wake up at 4am. I still spend time in the word. I'm exercising. I'm on my computer. Um, I work hard, but it's, it's time that I created. It's a lifestyle that I designed, not what Plant Vogel in Waynesboro, Georgia, decided for me. So Man, sorry for the tangent. That is powerful. <laughs> no, keep going on tangents. That's where all the gold nuggety stuff is. But, you know, you do have a good lifestyle. And But what's crazy is how quickly you've gotten there. I mean, your business, you're charging super high prices. you got great margins. You have a great team. You're not in the field. You're already out of the field. You're firmly in stage three, moving to stage four. Like, you're doing this really, really fast, like way faster than I did it, you know. And and you, but I guess the the core thing is that uh, that my takeaway from what you just said was number one, all the people that are achieving big results like you that I that I encounter, number one, they know exactly what they want, and number two, they want it really bad. And when you yeah. just got emotional talking about your kids. And for everybody listening to this, when I hit record on this podcast today, Chase told me, he made it really clear. He's like, listen, my kids are getting off the bus at four o'clock. I have to be done. Like, that's our hard stop because he's not <laughs> he's not going to, you know, jibber jabber with me when that's his why. Right. That's why he got emotional. So he knows what he wants and he wants it really bad, which is why I talk about that a lot. I honestly think it goes over people's heads sometime, but they're not going to do what's required at the intensity level required unless they're really clear on exactly what they want and why they want it. Uh, but the, the the other piece to that is, yes, you joined the boot camp. Yes, you've consumed so much stuff. You send Jim. But you just execute. Like you implement at a high level. You just go deep on it. You do it. A lot of people struggle with that. I don't even know. Do, do you have any advice for people who are maybe sort of implementing or they're stuck or like what's the difference between them and you? I'm not trying to put you on a pedestal because I know that you hate that, but there is a stark difference, Chase, between what you've done and what 90% of other people have done. What's the difference? So I, I do, Josh. I, I, I want to get this out of the way, and then I'll, I'll go into. So I'm very blessed and fortunate. I do have a business partner named Andrew. I've mentioned that before. So Andrew is an unbelievable blessing to our company. He works really hard. Uh, he's a huge hard driver. So I want to say that I know Andrew will actually listen to this. And Andrew is literally next to my wife and my salvation um, and my kids. My Andrew is the, the biggest blessing in my life. The 
and I would the, – the second part of that, now that that's out of the way, is we just implement super, super fast. We have been – you know, as the slowdown has come, and it's funny, you hit $500,000 in revenue, you hit your goal, and you even told us this. Uh, you told me this a year ago. We had this conversation. You know, are you going to hit that goal of $500,000 and think, oh, man, we're the best thing in the world. We killed it and high five, and we don't need to do anything else. Or are you just going to be like, yeah, we, that was great. We did it. Well, we've hit that, and we're still pressing hard. We're trying to keep our guys busy. Busy. So we had an idea, and I, and I don't want to say too much about this because I feel like it's not revolutionary or anything like that. But we had an idea to implement a home maintenance plan within our company, and my business partner is going to kill me um, as he hears me. I'm not. I, I can't go into detail just because of this. <laughs> we had this. We had this idea last Wednesday. He and I met. We actually go to the same church. We dropped the kids off. He and I sat upstairs and talked about this. Literally, this idea. We had an email to customers. We have a plan in place. We've already closed our first two customers on this. These are customers paying us in advance for the entire next year. So these are $1,200, $1,500 tickets. We've already got seven or eight other estimates out there. We sent another follow-up. We're making 75 phone calls to these high-value customers. Customers. And it's it's literally, it's implementation. It's so easy to get caught up in, in doing the little things. Well, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. It's just like, get crap done. You know, it's like implement, make things happen. Don't worry about all the, all the small details. I'm reading a book right now. It's ready, fire, aim. And it's that idea. We have all these ideas and all these great things that we're going to accomplish. And we overthink it and we overanalyze and we wait. And then it's you know it's too late. Somebody else has already implemented. So that that that's what I would say the biggest advantage we have. Yeah, I agree. Um, where I'm getting stuck is like, why why isn't everyone doing it? What like yeah. you know I have the buzzwords I use: do hard things, keep chopping wood, uh, take mm-hmm. massive imperfect action. I I'm a huge fan of like proprietary language, so I always try to think of really cool phrases that will stick in people's minds, but. Not everybody's doing it. And so to me, and I could be, this is just my opinion. It's either they don't really know what they want or they don't want it bad enough or there's some sort of fear or something like fear of success, fear of failure. I don't know. Why don't you have that? Why are you just doing it? I mean, wasn't there hyperventilating, freak out, lay in the fetal position, financial panic moments in the last year and a half as you've done this? why are you a fearless, crazy, ruthless executioner <laughs> and other people aren't, Chase? What do you think? Maybe you don't know, but what are your thoughts yeah. on that? You give me too much credit. Uh, a good friend of ours, Ron Gibson, uh, shared with me a quote that uh, the other day. And is everything you want in life is just on the other side of your comfort zone. And so for us, and I really struggle with this. Because for me, I desire more of a lifestyle business than this multi-million dollar company that I'm going to sell in a couple of years. Like I, I'm literally building this business to be able to design my life the way I want to live it. So what that means is I've got to be willing to get out of my comfort zone. I've got to be willing to whether it's wake up early to execute. Whether it's I, I wrote a quote on the the. Um, the whiteboard, and you and I have talked about Grant Cardone before, and how much we uh, halfway like him. You have to kind of chew them up, spit out the bad stuff and take in the little bit of good that's there. But I wrote a quote on the whiteboard this morning and it said, just make the call. It's so easy. And you talk about phone sales a lot. It's so easy to say, okay, we have this list of 75 VIP customers. It's so easy to sit there and think, okay, what's the script that we're going to use? Now we're going to build out the script. We're going to throw it in Google drive. Everybody's going to practice it. It's like, screw that. Just pick up the dang phone, you know, and, and, <laughs> Love and make it. the, and get all, you know, get outside of your comfort. Zone. So, it, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. 
how bad do you want it? And the whole Simon Sinek start with why I think even your boot camp, we define the very first module we do is we define the why of what we're doing. And I think it's so easy to try to skip past that module. But if you don't have that and you hear that, it doesn't matter what course you go through. They're literally going to make you write down and understand what is your why and why are you doing this? Because if you don't know that, you don't have anything to fall back on. Well, the reason, man, I could go on such a rant right now. In fact, I'm going to go on a rant right now. Okay. (laughs) So people, especially young people that are a little bit cocky, they think that it's a woo-woo thing, Mm -hmm. like a feel-good, like, oh, that's cute, know your why. And they don't really know, right, because they're short-term thinkers because they're young. They don't have five kids like me yet. And I would have been like that early on. But um, this isn't like an opinion, like you have to define your why. The reason I push people to get really clear and I give so much pushback on what do you want? Why do you want it? Are you sure that that's what you want? Is that what your wife also wants? But I also make them make it measurable. How do I know if we're winning? You know, you don't say I want to lose weight. You say I'm going to lose 10 pounds by next Friday. Like that's measurable. Uh, The reason that's important is because that is your plumb line. That's the thing you measure all your decisions against. And it's not perfect, but for example, if you have a business decision to make and you have this this crisis, like, oh my gosh, there's this great deal on this piece of equipment, it's $15,000, I have 22,000 in the bank, do I buy it, do I not buy it? The problem is, is you can't effectively make correct decisions unless you measure each decision against that thing. And does that make sense? Absolutely. 100%. It becomes binary. So if you're trying to build a lifestyle business or you're basically you're trying to build an ATM machine, you're yes. going to build a nice, profitable, you know, uh, million dollar business or whatever. And you're going to have a team in place that's taken care of. You're going to love on your staff. They're going to love on your customer. You're going to pay attention to it. But you're going to be, you know, helping people or doing whatever you want to do, cash in paychecks without working to have that. You know, that's your why. That's You're really hardcore about that. So when, when you make decisions, you're just basically saying, does buying this piece of equipment move me closer to that thing or does it move me farther away? Does it delay me getting the thing? And if you can get the thing without buying the equipment, you don't buy the equipment. Like whatever the simplest, fastest path to the thing is that you want, that's the path you take. And, and all decisions feel equal when you don't have a plumb line to measure it against. What are your thoughts on what I just said? I could not agree more. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on uh, same same path, but it, you're basically talking about having a plan. You talk about that plumb line of understanding exactly where we're going. These are the things that we're gonna do. If you don't have a plan in place, you have nothing to fall back on. You know the whole Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. Whatever <laughs> whatever that, that I quote love is. that so awesome. But it's for me something that I feel like I've been learning lately, and that's really been just hitting me home or hitting home with me is, is habits. So it's talking about having a plan, but in my personal life, you know, right now we're on the habit share app guys, if you're not using that, utilize the habit share, but it's, I define the habits that are going to define exactly what my goals are or how I'm going to achieve my goals. So I know that every single morning, my habit is I'm going to have a, a shake. So if I, decide that I'm hungry and that I really would like to go buy McDonald's and get two sausage burritos with hot sauce and a large diet Coke with light ice. That's <laughs> those, wait, wait, that was re- awkwardly specific chase. Yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this it, is a real struggle. It's bad when you pull up to McDonald's and the lady is like, Hey, I miss you. It's been so Chase, long. Where you been? I know it's so bad. So I say that to say it's our habits. We can fall back on those habits. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I went off a little side tangent and confused myself there, but if you don't have anything to fall back on, if you don't have a plan, you're going to totally go off in the wrong 
direction and never achieve anything. I got to be honest. I'm really bad with habits. And really, when I look back at this year um, and some of the things that have held back my company, I know for a fact that it was me because it's almost always the case with all businesses, including everybody listening to this. Um, But my habits are bad and I've always relied really heavily on my passion because I'm extreme. In case you haven't noticed, I get really worked up. So I go on these highs and lows. Like I don't get depressed, but I like to create momentum and be excited about stuff. And I'll go and I'll do it and I'm bah, 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 bah. And then I'll like complete that thing. And I'm kind of in a energy lower, a low level of momentum until I get inspired by the next thing rather than just really consistently and diligently working the plan. And people probably don't know that about me because I talk about you got a forward plan, you got to reverse engineer because all that's true. But I really struggle with it. Like one of the things, all these people, I'm in these expensive mastermind groups and stuff, right? And you hear all these podcasters, these people doing $5 million a year, $20 million a year. They're talking about morning routines. They're talking about habits. And <clears throat> at least to me, People like you, Chase, that get up at four and you work out, you're, and Chase is extremely fit. Don't let him kid you with the McDonald's thing. Mm-hmm. But you're disciplined and you have all this stuff. How are you, like, is this an unanswerable question? But that is really hard for me. And what I'm wondering is, is it just as hard for you except you're just doing it and I'm not? Or is it just part of kind of who you are and it's easier for you? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think – it's you know it's just literally it's a habit that I've formed over the last eleven or twelve years. I've literally forced myself to get up. I've, Josh, I've created and this may help answer the question. I've created some non-negotiables in my life, right? So one of those, the probably the number one priority for me is is exercise. If I can get up, so my plan Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I run with a good buddy Thomas Monroe. We meet at four thirty. We run anywhere from four to six miles. Tuesday, Thursday at 5.30, I'm in a strength class at the YMCA. On Saturday, my wife and I work out at 9 a.m. at the Burn Boot Camp. So it's those habits. Those are literally the non-negotiables. I've told myself I'm going to work out five to six days a week for the rest of my life. And, and so it's so funny. Everything starts with why. Is that why your close rate is so high? Because you're just so sexy? People yeah. give you money? <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> so so going back, so why do I do this? It, it's You don't get up at 4 a.m., every day to exercise except on the weekends because you want to it's because you have a dad who's had who's 54 years old who's had two strokes who has four stents in his heart who recently had um double you know uh, triple bypass surgery i have a grandfather who at the age of 60 had five bypass heart surgery i have a grandmother who at the age of 63 passed away from a pulmonary embolism i have another grandmother it's just literally i have these I have this history in my life and I don't want to pass that on. The buck stops here. It's my time. I've literally never, I love my dad to death. I've literally never seen him exercise a day in my life. Mm. All I knew about my dad was he loved sweet tea and he loved Burger King and he worked shift work. That's, I mean, that was, those were the habits that I knew of my dad. Those were the things we can count on. He loves me like there's nothing he did. He continues to this day, but I want to change that. And so those are the habits. Those are the non-negotiables. I'm going to get in the word at least five days a week. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to journal. I'm going to I'm going to say what I'm thankful for, and I'm going to pray for some friends. I've got some babies. I've got friends. I've got people who don't know Jesus that I'm praying for, and I pray for our business every day harder than you realize. Um, So it's literally those habits, and it's not because I'm some crazy person. Trust me. You can ask my wife. Um, I go into, uh, you know, it's like an emotional roller coaster. She's, or I I tell her I'm bipolar. You know, I just don't take medicine for it. So it's, yeah, again, on one of those tangents, but it's, it's literally. I didn't know that about your dad. I mean, 
it actually makes the point again that this is like a different type of why, right? The reason you get up at four is because you've watched half of your family struggle with, you know, obesity or heart issues or whatever yes. it was. That is powerful. That I did not know that. So you're not a perfect magical unicorn. You do have struggles, yeah. and uh, your wife tolerates you when you're freaking out and being a baby and making excuses. But in general, <laughs> your habits have kind of held up you achieving some cool stuff in business. Is that a, kind of a good summary in a cheesy way? That that's it. And you've heard this quote quote recently. You know, the headline is never. Uh, you know, the headline is never guy eats salad today. You know, the headline is always, <laughs> you know, guy loses a hundred pounds in one year, right? It's those daily small habits that are going to move, move the ball down the road. Mm, man, that's so true. I hate that it's true because now I have to do that, <laughs> but it is true. Nonetheless, whether I like it or not, that's one thing about uh, truth. That's interesting is it doesn't need you to believe in it for it to still be true. <laughs> like, yeah. like gravity will have an effect on you. Even if you really believe in your heart, it doesn't exist. If you really believe in your heart, the sky is green, you're still wrong, it's blue, even if you're convinced of it, right? So if your business is struggling and stuck, I guarantee there's something you're doing wrong, there's something off, it's all fixable, but you have to be able to acknowledge the truth that your patterns, behaviors, and systems aren't working. Mike uh, Kaplan, as I famously quote on this podcast all the time, told me one on an interview, that this is amazing, he said, every single business is perfectly calibrated to give the owner exactly the result mm -hmm. that they're getting. And that's good, bad, or ugly. Uh, it's always uh, on us. I, I want to move the conversation a little bit into some practical um, applications of stuff, right? You're selling high average tickets. Your phone's ringing off the hook. You're, you're profitable. You got employee culture stuff you're dealing with now as your team grows. Let's talk about some of your advice, tips, tricks, all that stuff, systems that you've used because you hear me preach sales and marketing is the most important thing on the planet. You guys are crushing it. Um, what are your philosophies on things? How do you sell such uh, high value services, Chase? Yeah, so we I come I have a little bit of experience in the network marketing space as as I'm, I know you do too, Josh. There's a there's a huge uh, there's a great quote that the fortune is in the follow-up. That is probably our most massive asset that we have. Our biggest strategy is following up with our customers. It's so easy to present, you know, as you talk about, and we used to do this. We used to, I, I can find an old business card where it had on the back where we would write out the estimate on the back of the card and that was it. We didn't gather any information from the customer, no phone number, no email. We just said, hey, here's, I'm Chase. We can do this. You so, were the actual company I was making fun of that old time. Yes, that was me. It's amazing. <laughs> so the fortune is in the follow. We use, uh, and you've had Kurt on the, we're, we're good friends with Kurt Kempton. So we use Responsibid for that. We we literally, and I attribute a lot of this to Andrew, we have perfectly dialed in our response a bid, our, all of our follow-up sequences, you know, the amount of touches that we have with our customers. So we will literally, we'll go on site, we'll present the estimate to the customers, depends if the customer is there, we'll do a, a video that sends with inside of response a bid, a personalized video for that customer. We send it and we don't do anything else until day seven. So responsive itself does all the follow-up itself. Again, this is, we design our business so that it gives us the freedom that we want. There's no way we have a little over 1,500 customers this year, no telling how many estimates that we've provided. There's literally no way that we could manually do the follow-up that responsive does for us. Um, so not just responsive any of the other uh, any other sales or CRMs that are out there, our follow-up is massive and we absolutely love Love, love, love on our customers. I, w I would pull up our our, 
our lead sources right now, but our biggest one is referrals. We love up on our customers so much. We create these thousand true fans that absolutely love us people. We have, you know, if you combine our Google and Facebook reviews, you know, we're a little over 300 reviews and we don't, we haven't paid for the first one, you know, uh, Lars at nice job. They've got phenomenal things going on. We've automated that process. Our guys have a script in the field and we just love our customers. We go above and beyond. We run after our problems. I mean, there's, there's so many different things. That's, it's that just, alone is a lot to break down. I mean, so you're clearly leveraging technology. You've made investments in these platforms and stuff. Yes. And, but you're also <clears throat> using the platform to its fullest extent, which is where the, the, everything breaks down for most people, frankly. They, yes. They'll get a CRM, but they don't spend the time to go deep and all the nerdy, boring, horrible tr- video yes. trainings to really understand it. You got to do that. Or people sign up for Send Gym all the time, and they'll send out 50 cards and kind of get away from it. It can't, It's a money-making machine, but it takes yes. a couple minutes to wrap your head around it and get a strategy. And ResponsaBid is incredible software, but again, it's pretty deep. Like when you first log in, it can be intimidating. Mm. There's massive support and help, but you got to, but you're, you've done it and now it's working for you on autopilot, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing we get. We get so consumed in all the details. We, we had an issue. We were trying to implement this home maintenance plan and we kept going back and forth. I was like, Andrew, just call Kurt. Like literally let's call those guys. They came back with a response and it, these guys, they want to help. The more you succeed, the more successful they are. So it's, we get caught up in all the details. It's just implement, just, you know. Yeah, just make, do it bad and then make yeah. it better the next week oh my and do that gosh. a couple times and then it's good. And then after a while, it's great. The whole J- John Lee Dumas, if you waited until it's perfect, you waited too late, right? Right. Yeah. That just idea ship. there. Even you talked about the thousand true fans thing. I want to touch on that because that comes from a book. I forget what book that is, but it's this idea it might be Seth Godin, actually. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> but this idea that if you have a thousand raving fans, you have a million dollar business. If you, if you can get a thousand people to pay you a thousand dollars a year for something that you're doing, a service, a product, whatever, that's seven figures. A thousand times a thousand equals a million, right? And that's that is not Mount Everest. It's not. People get so stressed out thinking about you know, the numbers because they came from poverty or they can't comprehend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month going into their business account. It's a real thing. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, I mean, there's work involved, but a thousand, I love how you said you curate your relationships Mm. and you're moving toward, you have 350 reviews. I know you have more fans than that. You're you're almost there. You know, once you have those thousand raving fans, you have a seven figure business. You're going to have more leads than you can keep up with. Uh, and it's, so much, so much gold, dude. Um, what else are you doing? Uh, so you got referrals because you're loving on people, over-delivering, you know, under-promising, yes. over-delivering. Uh, what are some other things you've used, uh, I don't know, this summer to drive leads or some cool things you've done? I know you've done stuff with Facebook. You've done some yep. send gym things that have worked. Tell us about those. Yeah, so we'll jump into the we, – we're not very – so as far as Google goes, we've got some work to do there. I know Bobby Walker is extremely successful. We met up with Bobby at AGS. Bobby, 75% of his leads come from Google. Um, so for us, Facebook has been a, a great – not necessarily from the, the paid lead side. We are extremely active on Facebook. My goal – anybody that I talk to, they say, what are you doing? My goal is for someone to go to my Facebook page and literally never be able to find the bottom of our page. They can never find where we started because we have so much content on that page, whether it's we go live and we show, okay, we see a 
you know, a wooden fence that was cleaned improperly. We stop, we throw a live video up and say, Hey, this is the proper way to do it. This is not the proper way to do it. We continue you know, we continue just to provide value to provide value. So it's not like we're hitting our customers or our prospects, you know, with, Hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's the whole Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, jab, 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 right hook. We're going to give, 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 and then we're going to go in for the ask. So Facebook has been successful for us. I would encourage you guys just get active, post pictures, Yeah, post they need to make video. content. They're not making videos. Yes. People are scared to make videos because they're going to be bad at it, but they're not understanding. It's okay to be bad at it. You have yes. to do it bad before you can do it good. I I have been digging, Chase, trying to find my very first videos I ever made when I was going to – I had this ebook called Window Wealth like a million yep. years ago. And uh, I was I wanted to help people and share some stuff because I got so many requests, but I was terrified on camera And uh, these videos are like encouragement gold. If I can find them, I will put them out to make fun of myself. But you have to do it bad to do it good. Even if you listen to the first few podcast episodes, I'm sure that I wasn't like I am now. I've done a lot of them. You just got to go for it, right? Yeah, Josh, what I'll do is I'll even send you a a link to a couple videos. And this wasn't me um, trying to promote the business, but this was me literally. And I keep saying that word literally, figuratively speaking, in February of 2016, where I was overwhelmed and frustrated. And I just wanted to document what I was going through. Um, Anyway, on the the case of video content there, let me move past that. That's Uh, great. For us, Send Gem has been beyond and uh, I'm saying that you know you 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 know your own sin gym and it's it's been a huge blessing for us every single day at six o'clock all of our customers that we serve that day get a voicemail from me saying hey this is chase with mega pressure washing just wanted to follow up after the guys came out today really want to make sure that everything went just right if for some reason things didn't turn out great please feel free to give me a call back on this number if things did go great if you could do us a huge favor if you could jump on Facebook or Google and provide us a five-star review that would really mean the world to us and thank you so much for being a blessing to our family owned business and so People are getting that, again, creating that time freedom. For us, man, the brownies, Josh, you talk about brownies. Uh, our customers, any of our customers with a $350 ticket uh, value or above, we send brownies to just as a thank you for being an amazing customer. It cost us $10. You will not believe, and you know, I'll share every now and then on the Facebook group, you will not believe the value and the response that we get from customers on those. And, and the perfect thing about this it, Again, it's got to be systemized. You've got to have a process where you go in on a regular basis and send those to those customers. It's so funny because we'll have a customer that we mess up on and it's like day seven and we're going back, you know, some reason something happened. We're going back to serve that customer and the customer's like, hey, like those brownies were really good. And they're, you know, originally they were royally pissed at you (laughs) because you screwed up and you killed their plants and it's the day that you're back, you know, planning, you know, planning a 15 gallon camellia plant or whatever it is, but they got the brownies and like life is all better, you know? I, it's, yeah. Cause it's, no one does this stuff. No, you know, no I don't no, think no. I have a hard time selling people on the concept that, you know, doing neighbor mailings makes sense or doing, you know, relationship marketing and sending brownies to your valuable customers makes sense. I, I don't think there's like objections to that. I think where it breaks down is, they don't do it. And it's not because they're bad, evil, dumb, incompetent. It's none of that. They just are overwhelmed and they don't have a system for it or they haven't spent a little bit extra time up front to get it set up and automated or to get the help that they need. And it's it's a real shame because <laughs> I know that that's one little piece of a much bigger puzzle, but you've, you've put all these things in place in approximately 18 months 
and you've crested a half a million dollars. That is insane, Chase. That is not normal. And I love your little nice guy persona, but we all secretly know you're a business savage behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I want to touch on, I know you got to go get your kids off the bus, is employees, right? So you're not Mm. out there doing this yourself. You're not in the field doing it yourself pretty much at all. I mean, sometimes, but very little. Yeah. What is your philosophy with employees? How are you finding rock stars? I know you got a great team. They're doing the right thing when no one's looking. Everybody else is struggling. What happened? What are your philosophies? What are some of the systems you use in that area? It, it all starts in the hiring process. Uh, our good friend of ours, Brian Haggerty, I, he you had him on the podcast. He had a two or three episode podcast where he presented on hiring. We literally, I mean, it's so easy. We took everything that Brian said, we broke it down, we implemented it into our hiring process, and they just, you know, you filter out the bad. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing because you're just it, you're doing it. That's that's really that's, the moral of the story. That's it. It's so simple. And here's the big thing is we are very, very purposeful. So one, we define for our guys what is success, what is expected of them. Um, Alex Sharfin does a good job of talking about this. Um, but we, you literally have to define what success means for your guys. You do a great job of this as well. We define how do you move to the next level? How do you go to the next step? How do you earn an extra dollar an hour? Is it just because Chase feels like you've done a good job? And I'll 100% admit it's just because sometimes it's like that we're we don't have all the perfect systems in process but we love up on our guys we've got a guy who started january 15th of last year january 7th of of 2019 he leaves to go join the army um we've got another gentleman jd who's going to leave us in april he's going back to join the army again we just love our guys i know exactly what's going on in their lives i know their spouses names i know their kids names i know what they want to do in life we talk outside of work i call I follow up my guys love one another I got a I got an email from my lead guy who's been with me for a year and a half whenever we first started out or got a text message that hey what's going on with with Marcus he doesn't seem quite himself and so I was able to make a follow-up phone call there it's we have just built it's all about culture and loving these guys and our guys loving our customers that's so good oh, it's so good Chase man I just want to give you a huge noogie right now um, a lot of people feel entitled with employees. They complain, you know, millennials don't want to work and mm-hmm. I need employees and you can't find it. And they're just complaining and complaining. But the question I always ask people is, are you even a person worth working for? Like, yes. look at yourself. Like, what a nightmare you would be to work for. Like, that negativity, like, it's just gross. Who would want to go to work under you every day? And we yes. don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to look in the mirror. And none of us are perfect. But I know that yes. you actually care for your team. I yes. actually care for my team. I'm far from perfect. Like I, I've had a weird year. I don't communicate like I should. You know, I haven't led at the highest level that I could at all. But I care deeply for my team. They know that, and uh, it, that's a secret weapon. It, it is. It's a secret weapon. It's a team effort. You guys, as a collective team, have done a half a million with you uh, leading the charge. If, if you have any final closing thoughts, Chase, to inspire someone uh, to take action to. You know, I don't know. Whatever you think they need to do to stop making excuses and get results, let it rip. Don't be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing we talked about in the beginning is define your why. Define exactly why you're doing what you're doing. Tell someone about it. 
and pursue it like a madman. Uh, you've heard the book or you ever read the book Rhinoceros Success and encourage you guys. It's kind of cheesy. Get the audio book. You can listen to it in an hour or two hours, but run fully charged after whatever it is you want in life. You know, implement these things are, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple and implement, do something. Now, just write something down and accomplish it. We get so consumed in the details. I don't have a lot of value there. The next thing I will add, and just love people. Be honest with people. Be honest with your wife. I struggle with this. I tend, I tend to beat around the bush and try to, you know, and just butter things up sometimes and love people well, love your spouse well, bring them on board. Don't make your spouse the enemy. So that that's what I've got, Josh. I just want to say thank you. You've been a huge blessing. This is the very last thing that I did mean to say. Um, one of the, the biggest benefits that I've had over the last year and a half is being in a mastermind group. That mastermind group has held me accountable. They forced me to increase my goals. They forced me to really think about the decisions that I'm making. They hold me accountable to take steps. They don't allow, they don't allow me to sit inside my comfort zone. So that is the biggest thing I would encourage you guys surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to spur you on, who are going to bust you in the chops. Um, Josh may be able to share a little bit there about something that's coming up, but want to encourage all of you guys, you need a coach, you need a mentor, you need a friend, you need someone holding you accountable to your goals. So that, wow. Yeah, me too. And, and that's just truth bombs, man. And actually it reminds me of one quick thing. 12 yeah. months ago, we were setting your goal for revenue for mm -hmm. this year and your goal, I think was 350,000 or was it 350,000 350, and you were locked in on it and it was a good jump because you had done 220 the year before you're going to go to 350 and, uh, the people in your mastermind group, which I'm one of them, yeah. uh, just called you out and was like, Chase, bro, like no, go big dog. Like, what are you yeah. doing? And and you were nervous to do it, right? Yeah. But you set the goal, you reverse engineered the plan and you imperfectly executed on it. And then you exceeded the goal. And that's what it feels like, man. That's what it's like. That's what you do. You call your shot, you go big, you surround yourself with like-minded people. Chase, thank you. Josh, love you, brother. Thankful for you. All right, brother. Take care. God bless. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.